Bird to your mother, it's time for another episode of Birds with Friends. Just a couple of feathery brethren weathering any season to see the Eagles eating teams like bacon, steaks, and cheese. It's Philadelphia, Boeing shielding the cut, kicking it cooler than two penguins. Still Bo's old arch nemesis, Greg Cosell shows up and it gets real. Pull up a branch and chill, it's time to get ill with some Birds with Friends. The early bird skips the worm and prefers getting turned like a turn on some Birds with Friends. Bo will for you come Coming at you with stats and things, flapping their wings. You can't live up to expectations, so just do your best. (laughs) That's what I tell myself in most life endeavors. (laughs) Just go with what you saw today. Change your opinion daily. Yeah, I'm all about that. You'll be wrong often, but then you can just point back to when you were right. No one will remember. No one's listening. Hello, everybody, and welcome to an emergency pod of Birds with Friends. And I know what you're all thinking. You thought that Bo and Shield had gone soft. You thought that, uh, you know, a 2026th round pick, that doesn't, that probably doesn't necessitate Bo and Shield uh, rearranging their lives. Shield's out on the West Coast. He's living up in Hollywood. He's taking meetings with Scorsese and Spielberg and all these people. Bo's welcoming in his sister to Philadelphia. He's being domesticated. He's cook. He's baking bread and uh, blueberry muffins and making uh, mussels and salmon. And uh, they don't have time for a post for a, for an emergency pod for a for a running back for a future sixth round pick. But that's not true. We made a vow that if the Eagles acquire a player via trade. We will emergency pod. And so here we are after midnight on the East Coast. Shield is living it up on the West Coast. We're here. The Eagles have given up a 2026 round pick, according to Adam Schefter, that can potentially turn into a fifth round pick in exchange for Jordan Howard, the running back who was very good his rookie year and has uh, his numbers at least have declined ever since. Shield has a slightly different take on that, but clear that the Bears. Jordan Howard to them was persona non grata, but the Eagles have swooped in and uh, tried to acquire a distressed asset. We will see how it works out. He is obviously added to a group that is not a very good group of running backs, but for now the Eagles have uh, addressed what had been the weakest position on the roster. Sheil, how are you? Welcome to the emergency pod. Well, I made no such vow to do a podcast every time. You may not remember it. But I we go did day do by that. day. No, we. There's no we. First of all, okay. There's so you may have done that. The pod uh, is a re- we. You really jumped the gun a couple hours ago. I didn't know what you were doing with this announcement. Uh, you know that we're not doing a pod now. We had decided we're not. We were decided we we're going to do it in the morning. But for you to go out and say that to the public, I thought you had a death wish or something. I didn't know what you were doing with that. Uh, but yeah, we're finding a way to make it work. This is great. I've got basketball a, on here. This is a it's classic a- Burns with Friends, Shilakapadia move. Under promise, over deliver. That's right. Well, okay. If that's what you're doing, then it's fine. Uh, once again, watching sports, living on the West Coast is, is mm. superior. Yeah. 9.04 p.m. These college hoops games are going to be over in a half an hour. We're going to pod. I'm going to be asleep by 10.30. Get myself a yeah, nice uh, seven hours. Uh, everybody should just be on West Coast time. Will you let me know what's happening in that uh, Virginia-Oregon game. Okay. Will do, mill do. Okay. 
Uh, so, what do you make of this acquisition of Jordan Howard? Well, as people listen to this, they will have my piece to read and, of course, have our grades to read. I thought we had a, a nice grading system for this one, but all that will be available on theathletic.com slash Philly. You know, I just started going through our statistical, uh, what do you call that, portal tool, sure. sport radar, and, uh, you know, just looking up all kinds of stuff with Jordan our, Howard. Our potpourri of statistics. Right. Which uh, And so there will be a lot of interesting things. The smorgasbord. In that piece. So I'm not going to share all of them here because, of course, you have to subscribe to theathletic.com. And also, you know what? Rate, review, download, delete, redownload, all that stuff. Oh, you're going back to that. Okay. I mean, this is an emergency pod. It calls for some support from the listeners. I would agree with that. So uh, let's get the basics out of the way here. 24-year-old, a fifth-round pick in 2016, like you said, had a very good rookie year, over 1,300 yards averaged over 5.2 yards per carry and really in most statistical categories almost all of them it's just gone in the wrong direction <laughs> really dramatically actually yes. uh, if you look at last year uh, but even over the last two seasons to the point where you look at last year the guy averaged 3.7 yards per carry that ranked 37th out of 47 running backs who had at least 100 carries. So you look at that, you say, what happened to this guy? Was there a major injury? There isn't one that we know of, at least. You never know what's going on behind the scenes. But it got to the point where the Bears and Matt Nagy decided, we don't want this guy on our team. We want Mike Davis. And let me tell you, I saw Mike Davis yeah. in Seattle. This was not a, you know, I never thought that was a very special player. I thought he was fine, but they thought he's a better fit for what they want to do than Jordan Howard. And they were basically signaling, even as recently as this week at the owners' meetings, uh, anyone, please give us any kind of offer. This player is yours. And he's on his rookie contract. That's so what I think is like the, is the most curious variable to this whole situation is, is why is it that the Bears were so desperate to get rid of Jordan Howard? Totally, totally fair question and one that we, I don't know, it's going to be tough probably to get an answer to. So uh, in that sense, I think you do need to temper your expectations. This is not, I wouldn't describe this as an exciting move. I would describe this as a move towards trying to field a competent backfield. And I think you would hope that in the draft, you get a better player, whether it's a dynamic pass catcher, whether it's someone who's more explosive. It could be somebody who's just a better all-around running back who's going to end up being your starter, and Jordan Howard's going to be your complimentary back. So uh, I think they needed to do something we've been saying for weeks, months now. you got to add some kind of veteran, and then you're going to address it in the draft also. Uh, this ended up being the veteran that they, uh, that they ended up with. Yeah, I mean, I think that... Like, Jordan Howard is probably now the best running back on the Eagles roster. Yes, uh, yes. Which is not saying much, but it's also, you know, a very reasonable reason to give up a future sixth-round pick that can turn into a fifth-rounder. A fifth that, like, that's this is a, a fine uh, trade, I think, by Howie Roseman value-wise. He is, he is um, you know, I would certainly trust him more than I would trust Wendell Smallwood and Josh Adams going into next season. Who knows about Corey Clement? Obviously, Bosco, Boston Scott is like your, your 1A. Everybody knows that. But um, 
it, I still like why I'm still so curious about like why it is that that the Bears who are you know this is not a um an organization with a like a bad offensive philosophy. Matt Nagy and Doug Peterson are from the same coaching tree, right? So right, why is yeah. it that a guy who is completely in Matt Nagy's doghouse or out of favor with the organization for whatever reason, why is it that uh, you know Doug Peterson and Howie Roseman think that that he will uh, make a, a good fit for the Seagulls offense? At the same time, there are situations where a coach just doesn't like a guy, and we saw that with yeah. Jay I, I mean, that was very different. That was locker room related, but that was a situation where a coach didn't like the guy. The Eagles said, let's take a flyer, and at least for that Super Bowl season, it worked out very well. But you are right. I, I think the fact that Nagy and Peterson you know, coached together, came from the same tree, there are some similarities uh, with the schemes they both use, that does make it a little bit curious. But I mean, and we haven't said, I mean, like the, the the book on Jordan Howard is that he is a nothing in the passing game. He is, you know, he he's not a complete nothing. He's got like twenty plus catches in his each of his first three years, but he's not he is not a skilled receiver. He's not like bringing a, a, a dynamic element in the passing game. He is a downhill between the tackles running back. Yeah, you're not flexing him into the slot and the defense isn't panicking saying timeout, let's get another right. uh defense. He's back not on like the Tevin field. Coleman in that way. Right. He maybe he'll he'll catch a screen or a check down uh here and there, that kind of thing. It's the numbers suggest he's improved a little bit, so he's fine, but he's not a dynamic weapon there. Let let's get to some of sort of the uh the key numbers that uh, let, let's start with the bad first, not to be uh, not to be negative, but there's yeah. more there's more issues there. You know, people might be wondering why they trade for this guy. So a few things really stuck out to me as reasons why the Bears would want to unload this guy. Number one, as you mentioned, has not been a weapon in the passing game. Uh, number two, and they have uh, Tariq Cohen, who is a dynamic weapon in the past. Who is one of the best? Yeah, one of the best uh, backs in the league, probably. At that, this number really stuck out to me as uh, as a potential red flag. You know, you you can sort this stuff through runs of ten plus yards, and when Jordan Howard was a rookie, he had a run of ten yards or more once every five point nine attempts, which is outstanding. Last year, that was one. Every 13.9 attempts, mm. which is terrible. He had 18 runs of 10 yards or more, and he had 250 rushing attempts last wow. season. Uh, so that it sounds worse that way. Yes. So yeah, yeah it does. That's <laughs> I, when I I'm like I'm going to put this second sentence in here because yeah, it that sounds hit. worse. Yeah. Well, well, I've got another one that may even make it sound worse. Okay. The Eagles running backs last year. Mm, this is good produced a run of 10 yards or more once every 11.7 attempts. They okay. were better. They produced those uh, those runs more often than Jordan Howard. Um, so that, to me, could be, you know, it, some of the numbers, which we'll get to on the positive end, it could be Nagy looking at that saying, all right, he got what was there, but, man, he's giving us nothing extra. He's not maximizing, um, you know, some of these schemes and play calls and holes that are there uh, and certainly not doing much in terms of explosive runs. You know, that I can w- say, like, who, you know, who cares what my eyes say? But, like, anecdotally, I have never been impressed with Jordan Howard. Well, he's also been terrible against the Eagles. Right? Sure. Yeah. You know what? I, I was thinking about this. Um I think I think the right comparison 
for the Eagles trading for Jordan Howard, giving up a you know a meager future sixth round pick, is they could have done that, or they could have signed Isaiah Crowell, which the Raiders did today for like you know what was it one year two point five million or something like that. Now Crow- right. Crowell was released by the Jets, so he also would not have counted against the comp pick formula. Uh, so you, you're not getting any win there. Crowell is older, uh, but I was looking earlier today at like, okay, you want to sell yourself on Isaiah Crowell. Uh, let me look at the the offensive lines that he's played with over the first five years of his career, according to Football Outsiders. Last year, the Jets were the dead last run-blocking unit, according to Football Outsiders, 32nd. Two years ago, 14th. And then his other three in Cleveland, 28th, 29th, 25th. So he has really never played behind a good offensive line. Jordan Howard, last three years. Last year, the Bears, 28th. The year before, 28th. And then his rookie year, when he was good, they were 8th. So, I mean, maybe you can sell yourself that if the offensive line, like you say, like if the offensive line is blocking well, he will take what is there for you and, you know, get you five yards on first down. That's what you want. That's fine. But I, I, it's, it's not, a, as you said, it's not a, a, an addition to be, like, thrilled about the Eagles have solved the running back position. To me, this is they have checked the box that heading into the draft – they do not need to force a pick for an early round running back. They can take the draft as it comes at that position. And really, as the offseason goes, if a running back doesn't come in the draft, they can probably add somebody else after the draft. There are no glaring short-term holes in terms of the starting lineup heading into the draft. That's what this trade means to me. Well, that's interesting what you said about the offensive lines there and the numbers in terms of yards before contact. Back that up. However... When he was at his best in 2016, and even in 2017, where the when the numbers were not eye popping, uh, he was very good in terms of yards after contact. Mm. I also was, saw. Did you see the the uh, average top speed? Did you look at that guy too? I did not. How was that? He was terrible last year. The third slowest running back in the league behind like Legarrette Blunt and somebody else. But his first okay. two years, he was like top 15. Oh, so is he worn down? Is per- was he injured? I don't That's know. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, yards after contact in his first two years, he ranked fifth and sixth in the NFL. Last year, he ranked 30th. And so that tells like a lot of the story in terms of the drop-off in terms of yards per carry is that the guy just hasn't been doing as much on his own. I mean, he's supposed to be, like you said, between the tackles, this bruising back who can run through contact, who can fight off defenders and get you some extra yards uh, on early downs. And, I mean, a lot of the numbers that I have in this piece, that that's like what it boils down to. He just wasn't doing that mm-hmm. as much. And I know people would say, well, why? And I don't have an answer for that. I mean, we'll, we'll certainly try to uh, watch his carries. I did not do that uh, this soon after the trade. But, you know, there, there was no glaring injury that I know of or anything like that. Uh, He just wasn't as good at doing that. So there was that. Now, do you want the positive spin? Yeah, give me the positive spin. Okay. Uh, So yards per carry, you know, the the statisticians out there, the the analytics-minded people will tell you that it's an imperfect stat. Uh, Obviously, the 
huge carries, a handful of huge carries throughout the course of a season can really, uh, really influence yards per carry. And then you don't get credit if it's a, say, third and one attempt and you gain two yards. That's a good run. But, you know, you, that would be only two yards. So anyway, there are other stats out there such as success rate, which we've seen football outsiders use which uh, Warren Sharp at his site, Sharp Football Stats, they use that, and here's how it's defined. It's a play when you gain 40% of the yards to go on first down, 60% of the yards to go on second down, and 100% of the yards to go on third or fourth down. And so I looked this up to see if it backed up that you know he was really one of the uh, least efficient running backs in the NFL last year, and it actually told a different story. He ranked 13th in success rate last year among the qualifying running backs. So uh, I wish I could tell you again exactly what I think that means. I don't know. It just is sort of the other side of the evidence to suggest, hey, maybe he wasn't as terrible as some of the yards per carry numbers and uh, some of the other, you know, the, I know DVOA he was not very good at. um, So how, how some of those other numbers rated him last year. Sorry, I'm, someone has alerted me to a uh, small typo on our grades, so I am momentarily distracted. Oh, okay. I can give you a few other things. All right, the, yeah, reel it on. So that was success rate. So you know, I, I'd be interested. I don't know if the Eagles put stock into that metric or not, but uh, maybe we can find out or or ask them, or maybe it's a sign of things not being as bad as as indicated. Last year, let's see, what else do I have here? I saw some talk about, you know, he just wasn't a scheme fit for Matt Nagy because of all those shotgun runs. Uh, Really not a lot of statistics. I saw something on, yeah, uh, several things like on fan posts or uh, uh, about the shotgun runs. Several things on fan posts? What's fan posts? Fan posts, like, I don't know, uh, maybe that's a bad description, but like blog posts, uh, clicking around on bear sites, yeah. Oh, okay, gotcha. Uh, yeah, no, that wasn't the case. Last year, he ran 130. He averaged 4.13 yards per carry out of shotgun and 3.28 yards per carry under center. And he had over 100 attempts for each of those. As a rookie, this is a small sample size, but he had 50 runs out of shotgun, and he averaged over 7 yards per carry. So, hmm. I don't know. I did see there was one post that... Uh, uh, DFOP Sam Lynch sent us along as a link that suggested they were using too many gap schemes uh, early on or for like the first half of the year last year with Jordan Howard and he didn't perform well uh, on those gap runs and that he is much more of a zone runner and that once they sort of figured that out um, they switched to using him almost exclusively on zone schemes so uh, that's another thing we'll keep an eye out when we get a chance to sort of watch him a little bit more and form more of an opinion. Uh, short yardage, he was he was fine last year. He wasn't like unbelievable. He was better than what the Eagles running backs had produced over his career. He has been a very good short yardage back, that being defined as third and fourth down, uh, two yards or fewer. Uh, so I think those are most of the numbers that I looked up. I, I think the bottom line is, pretty much what you said you know i I don't think it's going to be jordan howard wendell smallwood Corey clement josh adams i don't think that's going to be the running back group i think they're definitely adding somebody in the draft it would not surprise me if they added someone in the first three rounds of the draft and so if you have a 
rookie who you really like, Jordan Howard, maybe a healthier Corey Clement. Okay, now we're talking about a team that, uh, you know, at least on paper should be improved from last year, even if it's not sort of a final product and, uh, you know, and a top 10 unit, anything like that. Yeah, I mean, your your expectations should be worthy of a sixth-round pick in 2020. Like, that's – you shouldn't be expecting some guy to be the, uh, the the great bell cow. The question is, like, can he fill the role that LeGarrette Blunt and – or Jay Ajayi filled in 2017. And I think, I think that's a reasonable expectation. Yeah, that feels like the range. Like, I, I think he can be like Garrett Bluntish. Um, I was thinking it'll be interesting to see what Jay Ajayi gets. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. Are you convinced that Jordan Howard's going to be better than Jay Ajayi in 2019? No. I guess it's tough. The Eagles have the medical information, but right. uh, yeah, I'm not. I'm and, not and convinced, also, yeah. You know, you mentioned the the Crowell comparison. I mean, Tevin Coleman got three point two five million really for a year. Yeah, was you're his right. contract, and Howard's getting two point zero uh, two five million with, for the year. Right. With and this is the last year of his deal. And this is the last year of his deal. So, I mean, I don't know if I'm being honest without having all the information they have. You'd rather have Coleman. You'd rather have Colby, yeah, because I mean, he's a factor in the passing game. Exactly. Even if he do, even if he performs below average as a runner, at least he's giving you uh, a little bit more in the in the passing game. So, right. but you know, we'll see. Like like we've often said, we are at sort of a uh, information deficit with this type of thing. That's not going to stop us from that's true. But as we also as, as we also say, yeah, I mean, these aren't the smartest, the, the best, and the brightest. So they're not above uh, criticism. Who are you saying? The Eagles decision makers? Everybody. Oh, okay. Everybody in the NFL. So you were getting a little punchy, which I like. Everybody uh, in the NFL. What's the okay. score in that game? Uh, 48-45 Virginia. You got the under also? Ooh. Well, no, I, I, have, I have Virginia in a survivor pool, but I'm not attached to it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, a couple things. One, Jordan Howard comes to the Eagles locker room. Another friend... Of Sudfeld. Oh, I thought you were going to say Joe Douglas. Mm, friend of Sudfeld. Okay. Deshaun Jackson and Jordan Howard, both friends of Sudfeld coming to the locker room. Do you think there is a potential for a mutiny within the locker room that Sudfeld gets the juice over Carson Wentz? I mean, I think it's pretty clear that the Eagles are sending Wentz a message in mm, terms of shots, Several talk. shots across his bow. Yeah, they're saying, listen, we have a con- contract offer out to you, and uh, we're not budging. And if you don't want want it, guess what? We're going to keep bringing Sudsy. in Suddy's boys. Yeah, we're going to keep bringing in Suddy's boys. That was a joke, by the way. No, Zach Sudfeld will be signed as a backup tight end. <laughs> by the way, it's time for you now to uh, to apologize and uh, and kiss the ring. Speaking of Are- backup tight ends. Are you going to explain to the people, or do you just assume everybody I assume remember? everybody knows, but I will explain it to you just because, in, just in case. The Eagles announcing the re-signing of Richard Rodgers, as predicted by yours truly. I mean, I, I needed like an hour to think about it, and then I decided that this was like the most pathetic flex I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, predicting Richard frickin' Rodgers coming back. You had to, you know, put out this uh, this big timey tweet about it, 
that you are correct. Like, there's nothing you should be less proud about than that prediction. Yeah, that's the whole point. Eh, that's the whole point. I don't know if it was. If it was a real, like, important prediction, I would not have uh, flexed, as you say. But because it is, say right, yeah, is that that right? But as, but because it is such a, uh, (laughs) such a completely um, unimportant move, allows me to come over the top. I mean, first of all, I think weird flex, but okay, is a is uh, one of the internet phrases that I'm a fan of. Okay. Good, because you didn't you – know, all the other ones. You know what? I saw something that said all the feels today, and I oh, wanted to God. send it to you. I hate all the feels. Oh, it was, was it the uh, Gronk? Was it? was it the yes. Gronk? Yeah. Give me Did a break. the Patriots do that? Yeah, it was like from the that? Patriots. Okay. Mm, yeah. Uh, yeah. Looking forward to Friday like – the days of the week stuff, like I, I, I think that's my least favorite thing on the internet. See? You're with me now. No I, weekends, I no happy stand. Friday. No, nothing. Yeah, but like, oh, uh, like mm, Monday coming at you. Like, who cares? Like, that's not a, that's not a thing for a, for a uh, franchise or a, you know who was the, the terrible at this? Like the worst. And I know that people think I'm going to say the Eagles and they're bad at it. But uh, if anybody ever follows the PGA Tour account, <laughs> it's like what? Like it's nothing. It's nothing but like. Monday had me like, and then a putt lipping out of the hole. Like, <laughs> really? Yeah. Like, give me a, give me a break. Who cares? Oh, I would have never. Uh, Who was running that. these accounts? Listen, you know, no one hates uh, day references more than me. So oh this is all God. music to my ears. How do you? Are you? Are you? Uh, people talk about Jordan Howard. They're interested in the uh, two first names thing. How do you feel about a two first name? Fine. I'm less interested in it than uh, than certain people seem to be. I think there was more of a thing like 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. Okay. Would you tell me this? Would you <laughs> prefer a running back named Jordan Howard or Howard Jordan? Uh, Jordan Howard. Oh, I disagree. Big time. Really? Howard Jordan sounds much better to me. How many athletes do you know with the first name Howard? Howard Eskin. No, athletes. Howard Roseman. Okay, athletes. Howard. Although, yeah, you know, Howie Roseman continues to look svelte. You know, I noticed that in the spray. I might have to ask Mm. him what workout routine he's on. Interesting. Yeah. He's not like Mike Zimmer. He he seems to be finding time to... uh, Howard Stern. Howard Mudd. Okay. This is not good podcasting. Uh, You know, I'm staying in downtown L.A. on this trip. Interesting. Not a not, not a lot of people stay in downtown. Are you at that? Um, I've stayed at downtown LA once for like an NFL conference. Is it's that big hotel? I mean, isn't what is Los Angeles like the second biggest city in America? <laughs> and in downtown, that big hotel. Yeah, I guess that's not like, a great. To elaborate. Uh, it's the it. Well, no, I don't want to say it. Ooh, I well, said you're it. gonna fly out tomorrow. No one's gonna c- pop in on you. You know, we have a new travel. Uh, a travel portal to use for the athletic. And yeah, how's so that you, going? You really got to choose the, uh, you know, you want to choose the cheapest option, do the company is solid. And so that's what I did. Uh, I've never stayed in downtown LA before. I'm not a big fan. If anybody, you know, I will be here for another day. Uh, if anybody has any suggestions, not really stuff to do. You know, I don't want to do stuff, mm. but, you know, maybe something to walk to where I can just 
throw my headphones on and I don't think not... LA is a walking city. Well, you can I mean I've been walking around downtown all day. Okay. Hasn't been great. <laughs> How was your time with Lemur's brother? Uh, that was nice. I had a nice meal out there in Phoenix before I departed. Okay. Howard Schnellenberger. Okay. Anything else going Howard on? Howard Kendrick. I don't think so. Uh, well, well, I mean, do, 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 you, do you even care at all about the uh, Richard Rogers thing? Is that a serious question? <laughs> well, I mean, how does it feel but, to be wrong is really the biggest. Let's see if they can find like an undrafted tight end to uh, take that spot. I know that you have uh, started to dip your beak a little bit into the draft prospects. Okay, this is good. Hold on. Let me pull up my spreadsheet here. Anybody uh, pique your interest? Well, I have a couple questions for you. Oh, okay. Obviously, this guy, I feel like he's the one that all Eagles fans want, right? Doesn't feel that oh, way? Josh Jacobs? Maybe not all Eagles fans. Yeah, he seems like a popular choice among many eagles fans right he's like he's like the guy this year yeah i'm not i'm not uh i'm not smitten but howard johnson but uh he does seem he does seem like the guy people are interested in now how come you know i read a thing about him i feel like no one is mentioning some of sort of the injuries he's had okay for a guy who is not howard long chris long's father had, had a heavy workload he had like a hamstring injury he had a groin injury. You're right. is this is a good, good point. I have. Not, I, don't, I don't think this is out there as much. It, I'll give credit here. Let me see. What we, it was a Roto World article. Okay. Oh, was it the, the uh, Thor Nystrom running back rankings? I think so. It's a good good piece of content. Okay. Yeah, and he was mentioning this, and uh, you know, he was saying not a lot of people have pointed out some of these injuries with a very small workload, and I thought, uh, yeah, I, I didn't know about any any of these. So. Yeah. I thought that was good, and there were some numbers uh, that don't suggest he's like this. You know, I thought he was much more of an explosive big play threat than some of the numbers suggest. Mm, Not a lot of big, long plays? Yeah, I think if you look at, like, percentage of – I don't know if it's the same thing, percentage of runs that went 10-plus or went 20-plus, but I don't think he rates very favorably there. Listen to this. Okay. Howard – a very popular middle name for Baseball Hall of Famers, Bruce Howard Souter, Don Howard Sutton, George Howard Brett, James Howard Tomey, and Willie Howard Mays. Fifty-three forty-nine UVA. How much time? The, un- the under hits. It's over. The game's over? It's over. Oh, well, that was quick. Yeah. UVA won. Was there any, yeah. was there any uh, excitement at the end of the game? Was it close? I mean, it I was a four-point game. Oh, you didn't see. Trying to stay focused on the podcast. Yeah, good for you. Okay. So that, the, just some of my questions with, uh, with Josh Jacobs. I did like Fran had that uh, very good video breakdown. Meet the prospect? Looked like he had some nice upside as a receiver. I liked that one play that he... Uh, uh, specifically, I would say check out. him out on uh, Fran's Twitter page. Okay, that's the place to watch him. Oh wait, the Meet the Prospect. Yeah. Oh, I thought you meant he posted like additional stuff on Josh Jacobs on his Twitter page. Lance Lance Zierlein. Mm-hmm. You like Lance Zierlein? Yeah, I'm, I like a Lance Zierlein. 
Yeah, I think he's a respectable draft voice, right? Especially, he's a very good uh, offensive line okay. eyeballer. I think his father is a uh, right. coach, noted right? Uh, offensive line coach, yes. His comparison to Josh Jacobs was Sony Michelle. Mm, interesting. That didn't excite me. I mean, Sony Michelle is fine. Yeah, it doesn't excite me either, but he was a first round pick. Others have said he's a, you know, he's a, uh, not a poor man's, but what, what do we say for this? The Alvin Kamara comparisons, mm. right? He, yeah, like, he's a uh, he's a pauper's Kamara. Yeah, so uh, I don't know. Yeah, I mean that... the things that uh, the things to like about Josh Jacobs are that he uh, doesn't have a huge workload, that he is somewhat of a factor in the passing game, and that he's young. Uh, right. But you know, does he have injury questions? Fair point. And I mean, listen, you know, a four six. You, you want it to? Uh, I want a guy who's explosive. If I'm taking him that high, can I? Can I be? Am I sure that he's explosive when he's running I, that slow? Like, don't we? Don't we have enough evidence that the forty times on running backs don't really tell us that much? I don't think that's true. I think that uh, forty okay. times for running backs is actually like somewhat relevant. Okay, I've got a little problem. Now, now Kamara and, and, and Kareem Hunt, there's, a, I think, a bit of recency bias that it doesn't matter, but I think over the long haul... Sean McCoy. Okay, like, there are lots of guys. Okay, well, those are three, you know, pretty explosive running backs over the last decade. All right, so you want... Well, one, of those, one of those guys was in the four or fives. Maybe Hunt. Okay. All right. I'm not saying it's a... Uh, you know, uh, it's a no go. But if I'm taking a guy in the first round at a position that is not usually worth a first round pick, I better be sure. And four six, and he's got injuries. I'm not sure. Well, that's what I. I I'm out on him in the first round. I, I just, just after this conversation. I've never been in. I'm oh, never okay. going to be in on a running back in the first round. Okay. I get that. Like, if it's going to be a guy, he sort of checks the boxes. Yeah. But no. I was in on him until uh doing my research today. I think if you can find a guy who you feel like has a chance to, yeah. to be like That's a well 90- that's that's a that's a ringing endorsement. I was in on him until I learned about him. Correct. Yeah. Well, I well what I had been hearing is, you know, if you can get a guy who's like uh 85 to 90% ceiling of Alvin Kamara, and who's a dynamic pass catcher, and who I assumed he didn't have a big workload, so he's going to be nice and fresh and durable, then I think that's justifiable at where they're picking in the first round. But, um, you know, I do like his story too, right? He, he, he like wasn't heavily recruited. He's had to work mm-hmm. for stuff. Um, that All that seems, uh, seems pretty good. But, um, yeah, some of the other stuff is a bit concerning. I mean, I could be speaking totally out of turn here. This is just what I've read and watched uh, in my research. So this is why we need someone like Fran on to uh, address some of these concerns. Hopefully someday, someday soon. Someday soon. Okay. Let me see if I had anything here. Let's see. Uh, who else? All these tight ends. My God, why are there so many tight ends Don't on do lists? your work on tight ends. Don't waste your no, time. No, I'm not. No, I'm ignoring all them, but yeah. I'm scrolling through. Uh, I know Ed Oliver. You <laughs> we got to we got to say you got to save some time in this process. And one of the ways is to not even look yeah, at any of the tight ends. No tight ends. That's what I'm doing. Yeah. Uh, 
Ed Oliver, I know you're a big fan. He he seems like he would, you know, he had the pro. Yeah, yeah, today. the big pro day today sounds like uh, it seems to me like he's just not going to be there. Would you trade up for him? I think he's he, the guy that they would trade up for. But, he's going to go high, right? Well, here's the thing: if they give up one of their seconds, they can get up to about thirteen or fourteen. Have you written about this? This would be a great post, also. Okay. You use all your good stuff for giving these people the freebies, you know. The, the, the list. I mean, I wrote about that in the, in the 20 people they could draft in the first round. Uh-huh. Okay. With their first pick. Um, and, like, I think he's a guy who they will monitor. And if he falls to just about where they can get to, they will be very interested. What did you say? What number? About 13 or 14, if they're giving up, if they're giving up their second round pick. Okay. One of the two I, seconds that they have. I don't see why he would fall that far but what do well, I well I mean you know a couple quarterbacks go high uh, I mean he is undersized there are you know people can talk to him you know there's not a, a not lot a of lot bad of organizations out there yeah okay uh but I think that I think his uh performance today may uh make that more difficult than than the Eagles would have liked okay he strikes me as like he's of anybody he's like the perfect fit he would be sad yeah just looking again at France thing oh, and be then, so uh, fun how exciting would that be him next to Fletcher Cox would yeah. be uh, fantastic. That's some upside right there. Poor Malik McDowell. <laughs> he was, he would you be, mean he Malik would Jackson? Be benched. Okay. Is that how you meant? All right. What's that? You meant Malik Jackson? Oh, yeah. You said Malik McDowell. Yeah. You know who that is? <laughs> no. Oh. Is that a guy? Malik, yeah. He was, he, the Seahawks drafted him when I was out oh. there. Oh. Also a defensive tackle classic, from Michigan State. Classic Capadia reverting to his time in Seattle. He had this, uh, I think it was an ATV, horrific ATV accident. And uh, they had to release him. And I believe the Cowboys just picked him up okay. this week. And uh, a reporter told Pete Carroll that, you know, that Malik McDowell has been cleared. And uh, I don't think Pete Carroll was very happy with the whole process. And he said... Who cleared him? Dr. Drewy, his agent? <laughs> <laughs> I thought that quote would get circulated a little bit more, but I didn't. I only saw it on like one guy's... Uh... Is that his agent's name? It, Drew Rosenhaus is his agent. He was annoyed by Drew Rosenhaus. That's very funny. So he called him doc- I think he called him okay. Dr. Drewy. Did he clear him? I'm glad, so. I'm glad that, that, uh, that gave us that story. <laughs> You know, you fly out to the West Coast, you get back in the Seattle mindset, and we get a good story out of it. I appreciate that. This is, I mean, they're already showing highlights of the games. It's 939. This really is. Yeah, you're living it up. Living it up. Okay. All right. Okay. I think that, that was good. That was nice little nice little dip our toe into some draft talk. Yeah, that was good. Okay. We'll, get, we'll, we'll, we'll start to submerge uh, more of our body next week. Yeah, Okay. I don't like getting, you know, too deep in there, but maybe waist high. Okay. Well, the thing is, I mean, I don't want to get graphic, but once you get waist high, you might as well go all the way in. Uh, no. The the mood, the like the the boiling point is is face and head in. The boiling point? I don't know. What's the word I'm looking for? The mm. the No. Not to me, once once <laughs> once I've gotten to the waist, I might as well be all in. I disagree. I know what you're saying. Yeah, but I, I disagree. I mean, it's not about the calls. 
But once you get there, then you're then there's no there's nothing holding me back. I know that's right. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, that'll do it for this emergency pod. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe. Uh, tell us why you think hashtag Shield's wife was right. And uh, for Shield, I'm Bo, and as always, we love you.